We're pleased to announce that this episode of the Talking Walls podcast is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single one of Wolves' televised fixtures across the 23-24 season. And with over 900 sports pubs based in the UK, it doesn't matter where you are, you can watch every minute of the action. If you download the Green King Sports app, you can grab 10% off drinks whenever there's a football match on. But also, this month, there's thousands of points of free Guinness to be won and the chance to win one of six holidays as well. Yes, everybody, welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. We're here for a brand new episode of Fortunately, and not on the greatest terms as Wolves uh, ended up well, grabbing no points at the weekend. But we'll talk about that more in depth. My name is Dave as a party, as always. And we do have a returning Finn Morris. Finn, how are you keeping? I'm all right, but I'm just thinking now you put it like that. I think we were, what, nine unbeaten at home? And then I've come back for two home games and we've, we've lost them both. So yeah. maybe it's a good a good point that I'm not on next week. But I'm all right. Thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's good to, good for you to be back. Consecutive weeks, mm-hmm. he's back. And, of course, we've got Mr. George Russell. George, how are you keeping? I'm all right, mate. How are you? All good, yeah. yeah. I've had a busy weekend, to be fair. I played uh, a little bit of darts, smashed the gym straight after the game, done a lot of work on the house. Probably people listening to this, old school listeners of this podcast, thinking flipping heck. Like, I remember when he bought that house. And yeah, I'm still on, yeah, as you can probably <laughs> probably tell. Uh, but we're getting there, slowly but surely, we're getting there anyway. Um, Finn, back at you were back mulling you on Saturday. Did you get to get up to much else for the weekend? I don't think so. Um, I can't even think what I did. My weekends at the moment, I've got Gem on um starting the MCU, so it's like I think we're, we've just done Thor, so we're like early days of that. I think we did that on Sunday. Um, but that's a, that's a long road ahead. So I think any uh, any if if Wolves lose, she's like right. I'll watch I'll watch a Marvel film with him to cheer him up. Um, so that's how it's gone. And she said she's like to multi I think phase one for any listed. I mean, it's not the best, is it? It doesn't get you fully hooked, but she's loving it. So that's a, a long road ahead. I've I think well, I've watched like a couple of the Spider Man ones, but I've not watched any of the major ones. Of them, to be fair, Jordan, are you there? into that? You've watched them, Jordan, yeah, or not? I've watched them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... See the Deadpool trailer, Jordan. I feel like I feel like it's run its course a little bit as well though with Marvel because like yeah. they're sort of trying to like drag it out a little bit and there's some good it's hit and miss now like there's some good stuff there's some not so good stuff like um they should have probably just had a break after Endgame really but, I think that's um, what I'm, yeah with Gem I'll literally just get to Endgame, Endgame do the two Spider-Mans after that and then yeah I think we'll call it a day there maybe check <laughs> yeah. it out yeah, Deadpool does look good. Yeah, but like I was the same. Like Emma never watched any of them, and I wasn't like massively, massively into like the phase one, like you said. And then mm-hmm. like she like loves Guardians of the Galaxy now. Like yeah. we'll watch them religiously, and we've got a big rather than so we've got a pond in the back garden. We actually brought like a big wooden group rather than <laughs> like get rid of like all the birds and stuff. So I've actually got foot like about a six foot brute <laughs> in the back garden as well, which is pretty pretty cool, but pretty random as well, to be honest. I feel yeah. a little bit, if you've seen Barbie, you know, when they're on about, oh, the men, and they're like, oh, let me play my guitar at you and let me tell you about Justice League or whatever. I was like, oh, God, that's so me forcing her to watch <laughs> Marvel films, but we'll lean into it. I am going to get, for the, carry on talking, for the for the video watchers, I am going to get a photo up of the, the group so people can see it. 
Very I know, no, sorry everyone to the to the video listeners. Like you, your two cameras look amazing, and I look like I'm like I'm about to say my captors are treating me well. It's, it's like I don't oh, know. Well, let's so have a look. Gonna... It might because you got the blurred thing. Oh, on one there. second. Let me get rid of it. If you send it, I can put it on the screen, George. If you send it me on WhatsApp, I'll put it on the Go screen on. now. Go yeah, on. We'll um, very quickly, George, as well. Before we move on to the Wolves, uh, Super Bowl. I mean, I didn't. I'm not going to sit here and lie because I watched up to the halftime show and fell asleep at the third quarter. But <laughs> did you stay up for it? And was it a match and result that you were hoping for? Or um, so I did the same as you because the first half was pretty rough and I had like an early start so I watched the first half I listened to the first Usher song song, song and I thought it don't sound good so I'm going to bed and I'll watch it in the yeah. morning so I set my alarm at six and then I end up watching it before no spoilers but um yeah like I feel I mean I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan so anyone that isn't an NFL fan is pretty much like supporting you know, Sheffield United probably so oh, like yeah. we never really really do it but every now and again we might have a have a decent season so yeah we never usually get we've never won it put it like that in the history of of um Super Bowl um but yeah I think it, the only, I thought I do quite like Patrick Mahomes I do like quite I do quite like the Chiefs although they win a lot um but obviously there's always Taylor Swift thing at the moment and everyone like saying it's a conspiracy because Taylor Swift's now going out with Travis Kelsey and the NFL rigged it so they'd win. And it's just a bit, it's just all this conspiracy stuff that like, it's just a bit weird. Like they were just a better team on the day ultimately. So yeah, I thought it, it went how I thought it would go to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll have some NFL fans and, we do have a lot of American listeners as well that will, uh, I'm sure, yeah. will give their thoughts as well. But unfortunately, as we do have to talk about the football as well. Um, Walls versus Brentford, a game which, I don't know, I think we all went into it with a lot of optimism. But at the same time, I think in the back of a lot of our minds, probably thinking this could be a little bit of a speed bump for Wolves, a little bit of a difficult game. Uh, Finn, unchanged from Gary O'Neill, which again, I think after such a good performance against Chelsea, you would have you would have expected it. I think everyone was pretty happy with that starting lineup. I think that's to do with him being a fullback, isn't it? The uh, no, no, I'm joking. Oh, um, <laughs> back you um, the, someone backed you up about that. Uh, no, but, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I did. I did have to correct it. I did have to yeah. correct it. I was like, no. And then, to be fair, I didn't say it with much confidence. No, <laughs> I literally no. said it, and then I thought, was it? I just pictured O'Neill three. I don't know why, but yeah. Um, no, I think we all expected Huang to be at least on the bench, didn't we? Um, and that was a shot for him not to be. And and you can't again. You can't really argue with that Chelsea performance. You can't argue with um, we're going unchanged and. You are right. I think we were, we were largely um, positive on the podcast last week, but I just woke up that morning and I just had a terrible feeling. It's easy to say that now, but even like Gary O'Neill saying, oh, it's very hard to not lose to a team the fourth time or whatever because there's so much going on there tactically and figuring each other out and so many bites of the cherry that you had that. You had just even though that Brentford at home fixture was years ago, you just picture it, don't you? The the, the Tony, was that his, even his first goal in the Premier League maybe? But then the time-wasting, the... Uh, efficiency with everything else and it just yeah it starts to sort of eat you up and then as Gary O'Neill said post-match it's if he could have what did he say if he basically if he could have had a nightmare or whatever if everything could have gone wrong everything went that way so it, it's one of those but yeah I think I don't know whether you were the same but as the morning went on I thought oh god oh god oh god it could be another one of them yeah I mean oh. I sort of said on the preview and everything, my prediction was two on walls, but then I watched, I think it was Friday evening, I watched the 77 Club podcast, a good podcast yeah. if you haven't already seen. Super. And I think uh, I think it was Jack had said 3-0 Brentford. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> and then I did um, 
he came up on Twitter, you know, those gifts where I had lo- loads of random scores and it says pause and that'll be your score prediction. And it came with 3-0 Brentford. I was like, oh no, like what's going on here? So sort of when they'd gone 2-0 up, I was like, oh my God, like it's all actually coming, you know, coming true. Um, but George, no Huang in the lineup as well. I think he was nursing a knock for a lot of the Asia Cup. Um, he wasn't in the squad at all, although Gary O'Neill was hoping that he might have been um, on Friday. Um, and it was just in general, a really poor afternoon from Wolves. But from the off, really, it was such a slow performance. Um, And just, it felt like, and I said this on the reaction, it was a 3pm game, Saturday kickoff. First time, I think, this year in the Premier League for Wolves at Molyneux. But it almost felt like that, Finn, as well, because it was the atmosphere was flat. But, George, I think that the slow starts really don't help. And, it seems it seems like we've sort of sorted ourselves out over the last few weeks, but you remember around Christmas, around November time, where it was like three or four games running, where we'd concede an early goal, and it just made it made life very very difficult for ourselves. Yeah, I think we've got into a habit that we've conceded the first goal last three games now, isn't it? Um, I think it even could be for more than that. Definitely the last three games, and like I say, the slow start sort of kill you. And I, for me, like I, I feel that with Brentford as well, you sort of know what you're getting with them. And it didn't help that we played them like four times in what feels like a month. I think it is pretty much a month. Was it 46 days? It was Matt, yeah. Was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah. I think so. Well, so, yeah. So, like, it's like, it was, it, like, the, I don't think there's a lot between the teams in terms of where we finished in the league over the last few seasons. And we've got the better of them in the last three games. And I say that because we, we drew 1-1 with them with 10 men for 80 minutes. So, um, I just felt like as well, I, I sort of, not a bad, well, I did have a bit of a bad feeling. I just felt like, I'd say they probably due, probably due one against us. Um, and it was, but for me, like, we don't help ourselves at times. I feel there was a lot of overplaying from the back, um, especially from Jose Sarr, playing some of those balls that I've mentioned a few times, which, like, just playing them into, like, there was one early on to Lamina where, He's got his back completely. To, he's facing our goal, and he's got Norgard running down the back, breathing down his neck. Like, what do you want to do with that ball? He played one to Neto as well. Similarly, when Collins just come and nicked it off him as well, and we were we were almost the masters of our own downfall a little bit, um, and we didn't help ourselves. And um, yeah, like you say, I, I mean, I've watched it on. I wasn't at the game on on the weekend, but I watched it back, and you could just sort of sense it and. It was coming, wasn't it? Like I felt, it felt like the goal was always coming in uh, for me. Anyway, watching it back today, yeah, it almost felt like it was almost a bit of an exhibition match, almost a game that you would expect Wolves to be playing, and the quality of football that we had towards the end of the season when you can't reach Europe, but you've done enough and you're staying up in the Premier League. It was like there was nothing for Wolves to play for. It was, you know, and it was that was that was quite frustrating from that point of view. Um, and I think Finn, like George mentioned there, that Jose Sar distribution was. You know, one of many bad things for Wolves on on Saturday. But, you know, Wolves have made no secret over the last 12 to 18 months or so that a goalkeeper is potentially an option and department that Wolves are going to be looking at. But this isn't the first time Sar's been like, you know, we've really poor distribution this season. Do you think that's going to be an area that Wolves are going to start to look at in in the summer? Because there was interest reportedly if Nottingham Forest, although that's probably passed now, but Saudi Arabian clubs of Jose Sar as well. You know, surely from Gary O'Neill's point of view, he's going to be start to get a little bit frustrated with that as well. Yeah, you say the Forest one might have died, but I think with Nuno going there and and as we said, him being the new Mendes toy, it's probably more of an option than it ever was now. Um, so maybe, but maybe I don't know how old he is, but a Saudi move might be on the cards. I mean, 
it's weird. It felt exactly like was it last season? Man United played. I think De Gea played one. Um, the the Lamina yeah. pass. I think that was at the South Bank end against Brentford, and they scored from that as well. I know we weren't. They didn't score from from that particular one, but it felt very very similar. And I mean, it's probably generous to compare him to De Gea, but that was always De Gea's thing, wasn't it? That he's a superb shot stopper. I mean, I saw in the week, I don't know why it came up again, but that save against Everton away that Saar made and he's pulled off some brilliant stops. But if we if we ever want to have any hope of adding that 11th outfield player, we haven't got it. I mean, Edison this season, I think he's he's, he's down there for um for like saves and shots conceded. Like he's not been a great goalkeeper, but with his feet, he's unbelievable and... If you want everything, it's going to be really, really expensive and he ain't going to want to play for Wolves. So we've got a very good shot stuffer, but yeah, it comes around every so often, doesn't it? This same debate every time. Um, and we were lucky, really. I don't think neither of them were directly his ball, was it? The second one was Dawson. And then I didn't see what happened on the corner, um, but it didn't corner, look great at the South Bank. The, yeah. corner is, um, the corner is definitely his ball. It was his ball. No, ball. no, no, Charles' fault. Like, oh, so... I mean, I saw a still, I think, from Mike, put it on Twitter, who, who does the fans react, and he was sort of blaming Dawson. Like, it looked like Dawson's ducked right. That's um, what it looked like it, for me, yeah, because I was the far end, and I haven't watched any highlights, obviously, because we lost. So <laughs> Yeah, so Dawson's ducked, but you quite clearly hear on the on the, on the the audio, like, saw shake keepers. So, and it's in the six-yard box, and for me, like, any ball that's in the six-yard box, a keeper should be coming clean and everything yeah. Win the ball. Anyone that's in the area, the vicinity, you just take everything. Our players, their players, take the lot. Um, mm. And he's obviously given Dawson a shout, and he's been very feeble with it, trying to catch it pretty much at like knee height. Like it went down. Yeah, it's quite really it, low, yeah. It didn't, it didn't. It didn't attack the ball. It was really. It was. It's bad goalkeeping. Really bad goalkeeping. And I feel like we've saw, like when he has these moments with. I feel like if he makes a mistake in terms of like a bad pass or whatever, and the crowd do start getting on his back a little bit because it's like, we'll just fucking pump it. I'd much rather just pump it every time because he can't mm. play it. But when he makes a mistake and the fans go on it, I feel like he then tries to atone for his mistakes and he tries to just get involved in everything. That's when we see the giveaway <laughs> penalties and all this sort of stuff. And for me, like I've said it a few times in here, like definitely need an upgrade from him. He's a good shot stopper, but there's too, he's got too many bricks in him for me. I, I don't feel like I think we do well as a club to to keep as many clean sheets as we do because he would give me kittens if I was playing centre half with him behind me because I wouldn't be able to trust him. Like I just I'd want to clear everything. If you shout for anything, I just wouldn't listen to him. I just just clear your lines as much as possible. And it can't be it can't fill the back three with much confidence when they've got him behind them, uh, behind him. To be honest with you, like say we'll make the god camera safe, but it's just. He makes too many errors. Yeah, he's very erratic. And I, I think I agree with you. At the time in the ground, I did think it was Dawson's fault because uh, that was right in front of us. And I watched it back because I just I just almost couldn't believe how easy it was for, was it uh, Norgard who scored Norgard, the header? I, think. Yeah. I can't believe how easy it was for him just to sort of waltz in, free header, happy days. And I looked at it, I was like, Dawson's there. But I did see a couple of comments where, and like you've just said, George, if, you know, the keepers calling keepers. As a kid, you learn to, you know, Someone's yeah, called keepers out of the way, <laughs> make sure he gets it. But like you said, he's down down there. He's got to be claiming it a lot earlier than that. So that that was uh frustrating. And then Finn, even more frustrating for Wolves. And it it depends how you look at it. You could argue this is the turning point of the game, really. I think it was a nil-nil when Cunha had come off injured as well. Um initially got got injured, had treatment, and then went down again. At the moment, we still don't know the severity of the injury. Um, but when a player like that goes down injured and comes off, especially after he's just bagged a hat trick less than a week before, 
you know, as fans, you're going to be frustrated, but, you know, as a team as well, it's going to be quite, you know, deflating for you. Yeah, I think I said in the ground that it's just as Wolves fans, we can't have nice things for very long, can we? It's literally like, it's finally, we found his position, he's bagging hat-tricks, he's influencing, it's like a goal involvement every game for however long or averaging insane numbers. Um, so, of course, that was going to happen. That's the one thing that I didn't quite have a feeling about in the morning that that did come true. But, yeah, it's killer. Um, it was it was uh, more towards my end and it didn't look like anything um, massive, like it wasn't a broken leg, was it? Like It was literally just a, li- a little knock. I didn't know initially it was a, a knee, um, something to do with his knee, but then I think we've heard hamstring since, haven't we? So, hopefully, it's it's not too, too bad. Um, I didn't know whether he was going to do a, a Kaladzic when, when he'd done his... I know it was his ACL, wasn't it? When And then we made him limp around for 10 minutes, 5, 10 minutes, because <laughs> he gave it a go, didn't he, Cunha? But... Yeah, off and then an already deflated atmosphere. My God, it, yeah, the very last bit of air came out. I think it's when you, your star player's gone off and you've also got, I think, in defence of the atmosphere, I know we've come up with excuses, but when you the combo of having the away fans, the far side, all 12 of them, it just it generated nothing, did it? And an early goal, it was, it was a nightmare all round. And yeah, that just topped it off, the injury. You brought that up, Finn, again, about Brentford. I think we'll, we'll touch on them a little bit now because, I mean... I understand we've played them a few times, but this really the league for them as fans as well would be the bread and butter. It's a Saturday, mm. three pm kickoff. Yeah, and I know we played them twice at their place and twice at our place. Obviously, once in the FA Cup replay. The away attendance from them was nothing short of of, of shocking for me. Really, I thought it was really really poor uh, from from Brentford on Saturday. Um, you know, they got the quadrant, which you know you only tend to get when you can't sell out, you know, the, the Steve Ball lower, and even that was half full. So I think that was really, really poor for them. But in terms of their performance, let's say, and I understand how you know walls are chanting boring, boring, um, <laughs> throughout the majority of the game that obviously aimed at Brentford due to the tactics, the time wasting, the going down off the ball, um, flecking, which we'll talk about in a minute as well. But ultimately, it was a bit, and I mentioned at the start, it was deja vu of when we played them a couple of years ago. When they came out, I think it was our, our first or second home game that season under Bruno Large. They came, played that game, frustrated the life out of us. And, you know, we didn't show up about it for a while. But very, very quickly, Bruno Large ad- adopted a very similar tactic system in, in regards to, you know, killing off the games, trying to add the dark arts. And ultimately, we, we won games because of it. So from a Brentford point of view... I can fully understand why they're doing it. And of course, for us, it's frustrating to watch. And I've seen people say, yeah, Brentford must be, you know, fans must be so, you know, bored watching that. But ultimately, you don't care when you just won 2 0 away from home that you, you know, if you, if you return in the results, you're not going to be too bothered. They've still got a lot of good players out injured as well, Brentford. So I can see why they do it. it obviously, as home fans, it's frustrating. I think for Wolves as well. Not that we're self-entitled, but we've gone on a really good run and beaten some good teams. So you do expect to go go at home with such a good form to beat teams like that. But the way they went about it is obviously frustrating. And it's funny, obviously, the discussion, the big discussion about a blue card this week. Oh, which I, think, many. I think I I don't <laughs> think it will ever come to fruition in, in, in the Premier League, which is what the initial article actually said. And it got blown out of proportion very, very quickly. Um, basically, it said it was obviously going to be trialled at much lower levels. But the Flecken one for me... Top shit we obviously frustrated the life out of me, but that is, and I know it's a goalkeeper, so it'd be very dis, uh, very interesting. But a blue card is literally that's just blatant cheating, Finn. Mm. That's just like blatant cheating. But could you argue it's uh, denial of a goal scoring opportunity? 
get him off. You could. I, I, it, I think, was it in the Dutch league? Someone did that a couple of years ago, and I remember watching it on Twitter going, um, oh, that is superb. He threw it. Yeah, yeah, he got it. Was it Bundesliga? He chucked it on the pitch, didn't he? I think it was the area of his ear, yeah. And then he, he chucked yeah. it on the pitch, and then the player got the ball and dashed it at the keeper. Yeah. Because <laughs> that didn't happen to Wolves, I went, oh, that was brilliant. And in the moment, I absolutely lost my head. When, and obviously, when it happened to us, and um, yeah, I think the one thing you, we're probably going to come on to later on, but I think the reason that they do it is because there's nothing stopping them. And I know we'll come on to the referee, but so many of the things, I think it's the thing that's really annoyed me this season in particular is that, and they didn't do it too many times to be fair, but just a few. The, I'm going to call it the defensive flop. You know, when they're trying to see the ball out for a goal kick or whatever, and there's an attack like Neto's on Collins or whatever, and then they just hit the deck and referee every single time, give yeah, them every yeah. single time. So why wouldn't you? And if you're not going to be booked for time wasting, why wouldn't you? If you get like, you've got to have someone in the middle. You remember the start of the season when like Tommy Asu sent off for taking five seconds for a throw in. You've yeah. changed the rules through the season. They've tried to go on some little power surge at the start and now we're playing by different rules. And if they're not going to get done, then fair play. They're brilliant at it. They're brilliant at it, but it requires a bit of leadership. So the first few games of the season, I, I haven't looked at their results. I wouldn't be shocked if they lost them all because they were clamped down on all the shit housing. but they get away with it and they are limited res like resources compared to the big teams. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I'm not saying we're a big team, but why wouldn't you? Yeah, no, I, I do agree with that. And I think the same with, you know, early part of the season, we we, we were at the brunt of it a lot of the time, you know, walls in terms yeah. of bad decisions or, or not necessarily bad decisions, but we were sort of subject to the strictness of these referees. And all of a sudden, like you said, they're very, you know, Fort Simon Hooper, which again, we will speak about him a little bit more, was way too inconsistent throughout the game. And he, he wasn't quick enough to lay, lay down the law. And I think for me, I think if you say, right, you know, and, and dish out the bookings or dish out the warnings early. Thomas Frank's going to be like, shit, okay, we can't really do, you know, do that. And as a referee, you're going to have a much more entertaining and much better flowing game. Um, and I think you're right now, since Flecken did that, the chances of him being sent off for time-wasting, although he wasn't as bad as I thought he would be after that, but your chances of him being, him being sent off for time-wasting are, are, are close to nothing, aren't they, really? Mm. Um, so that was frustrating. I think, I think he even booked... Nathan Fraser, just for someone kicked the ball towards him and he just knocked it back to where the free kick should be. And he, he booked Nathan Fraser for that, which was just a really, you know, cheap and frustrating booking. But then he wasn't pulling, you know, when we were 2-0 down at that point and he wasn't, you know, pulling Brentford up on, on certain things. Um, but very quickly, Jordan, I mean, the second goal for, for Brentford as well, um, I think this has got to go down as a Dawson error. It's an awful pass, really. Allowed Brentford yeah. to, to break forward. And then if you give an Ivan Tony any time and space, in and around the 12-yard box. You know he's going to put it in the back of the net. Yeah, it's, it's overplaying again, isn't it? And Dawson, as good as a as a servant he's been for us in 12 months, he's not the best with the ball at his feet. You know, he's a much better player when it's eight, the ball's eight foot in the air and he can just come and win and clear it for now. And it is just a bit of overplaying. I think we went obviously went to a back four and you can sort of get away with it in a back three because he's the centre of that back three. He's sweeping, so he's... You know, he's got, he, he can make simpler passes, I guess, and he doesn't have to make that killer pass as much as what you do when he's in when he's in a back two. And it was a poor ball to Tommy Doyle. And to be fair to Brentford, I think they took it really well. It was, I yeah. think it was Jan out with the ball when it, and it's a one touch finish by Tony and it's game over. And I felt like on the balance of play, I, I know there's, a, I think there's been a massive overreaction. I know we lost and there's things to moan out and point out. And it wasn't the best performances, but I think there's been a massive overreaction as well from some Wolves fans about, 
it being like shit and it was like all this, you know, like going like very sort of defeatist on, on the game. I just think we, we would just do, a, you know, it happens sometimes. We would do a bit of a bad game and um, it can happen. It's football, like it's played on moments. And if, you know, two errors have ultimately cost us, um, you know, you get, you get, I mean, Flecker made, you know, on the flip of that, Flecker made an unbelievable save from Neto in the first half and Dawson's offside by the toenail. And again, people are moaning yeah. about VAR. Um, about it being like, oh, of course, we're getting a bad decision again. Like, it's offside. Black, offside, <laughs> black, offside, black and white. Like, you know, you can't have it one way and not the other. Like, VAR was brought in for those black and white decisions, and offside has always been offside with this. So you can't say we were unlucky. Yes, we're unlucky he's offside by a toe, but it's not against us or corrupt. It's just on another day, Dawson's onside. We go 1 1. We probably go on and win the game on another day. Agreed. Neto equalised yeah. in the first half, and we go and win the yeah. game. I feel like. I feel like if we one of those chances go, we go on and win probably two, three, four, one. I genuinely thought I think we would go on and win that game because Brentford on great, but like I say, they kept themselves in the game through the dark arts and they, they did what they had to do and they got a chance in the second half and they were clinical. Like, and yeah. it's a good finish, it's, good, it's a good ball by Yano, it's a good goal. Just move yeah. on from it. It's a bad day in the office, isn't it? No, I think that describes it really well. And I think there are, we had it quite a lot towards the start of the season, didn't we? Those sort of sliding door moments. What if, yeah. you know, what and if Kalajic, you know, you know, uh, Onana did foul Kalajic. I know he did, but what if we did get the penalty for that? The Brighton game where we got smashed, we could have gone 2-1 up at half time. What if Aitnor is good? What and if Fabio Silva scored? So there were, there were a lot of moments. And then sort of from mid-November, December, the look swung our way much more. We know that, you know, there were certain games, the City game, for argument's sake, when we would, you know, deflected cross, went straight into Cunha's path. You know, certain games, the Chelsea game, two deflected goals. So, you know, you are going to, it swings and roundabouts, really. It, it was frustrating, uh, a frustrating weekend. But I think, especially at home now, we're so used to winning games, uh, especially at home. And it's happened to Villa as well. Villa, yeah. unbeaten Always at home worst. since last January and I think they've lost their last three at home now and I've seen their fans after yesterday they've lost their head they can't be like so I think it's just one of those you get used to something don't you you're comfortable you're happy with how we've been playing at home and obviously Manchester United a tough game Brentford's a little bit harder to take especially with the, the way they played but ultimately that was their plan they came and you know they frustrated the life out of us um, but in terms of us going forward Finn Nathan Fraser came on at half time. Obviously, uh, people want Nathan Fraser to have a lot more game time. Mm. I just felt Saturday, I wasn't against bringing him on. You know, we, ultimately, uh, Gary Neal brought Totti off. He wanted to go more attack. And I think it worked. You look at the stats, the amount of the ball that we had, and so on. It was obviously the right decision. But what did you think? I, I, I felt like. Just what was the word was you that... used in the review? There was something I can't remember. I remember thinking oh, that's an interesting point that you said in the review. He just it? almost looked a bit. What's scared? He didn't look brave enough. I don't think. I don't know. That'd be the phrase I used. Or I know it said. I can't remember what you said, but it was. It was a typical thing as well that in the first half, when obviously uh, Belgar came on, and we've all said that. Obviously, I really like him as a player, but not in that position. I think we. It's carbon copy what we said with Cunha a year ago. Um, that Neto was on the left a lot of the times, getting down the line, crossing it, and then there's there's no one there. Um, or the one time that was crossed, it was Neto, wasn't it? As you said, that was on the end of that one that Flecken. Um, Say there was no real presence in there, and then as soon as, as Fraser came on, that, that seemed to change how we then wanted to get into the box because he's a he's a big lad, and um, I know it sounds a little bit sort of simple to go put it on his head, especially when Brentford. That I mean, they'll eat that up all day, won't they, with the with the with the big yeah. guys there. So um, I thought I didn't think he looked out of place, to be honest. Um, albeit all of his work was was all down the other end, so I don't know if he saw anything. 
I, God, I, I moan like I can't see the game. I can, I could still see what was going on from the North Bank. If everything's down the South Bank again, I just don't have a comment. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he look out of place. And I liked the decision. I, in January, I, I think you were the same as well. We weren't massively panicking that no one came in because Wang's probably going to start in that front three. It's going to be Cunha, Wang, Neto. And mm. for him to get on and get minutes, the only negative is that if he'd have gone to Shrewsbury or ideally a team a little bit higher up that league, it's invaluable either him starting week in, week out and, and getting experience. And that's what we've lost. But there are positives there and I, and I like him as an option off the bench still. Yeah, I just felt like there were well, there were certain moments where I think there was one when he got the ball, he sort of broke through, not necessarily clean for on goal, but he obviously just didn't trust in his ability on the ball and he turned back and tried to, oh, to and ignore it. Safe, yeah, yeah, and played the safe option. And then there were then, but then there were certain moments where I felt I felt Neto was he frustrated me, and I don't think it was necessarily his fault because I think he was isolated on the right for a start in that second half, but mm. he was getting doubled and tripled up on because I think Brentford knew right Cunha's off, who's the threat? It's going to be Neto, yeah. so they made it very very difficult for him, and he tried a little bit too hard. But then Nathan Fraser, he, a couple of his good runs was getting were getting ignored by Neto. So I feel that when you're a young kid and wanting to prove a point, that can be a bit of a confidence you know, knock as well. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I don't think. I mean, it wasn't a good day for anyone. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah. But I just don't think it would have done him. And and thankfully, touch wood, there's not been huge, many comments on social media about his cameo. Um, but I can tell you now, if someone like Fabio Silva had played that sort of, they would have they would have got pelters. Um, but and Belgard as well. Going back to what I was saying about look, Belgard on that left hand side was so unlucky. The amount of times where you know where you put a ball in it or clip off the defender and go out for a corner, happened yeah. three or four times where you clip the ball in and it would bounce back towards our goal and never go out for a <laughs> corner. And I thought, man, like he must be like. Again, a player lacking confidence, I think. Clearly a talented player, but just nothing quite clicking as of yet for, for Jean-Marc Nebelga. But I think like many people, and you just mentioned there, probably not quite being played in the right sort of positions at the moment. But like George said, I think it was a, a frustrating day at the office. Finn, because you were there at the ground, you know what the atmosphere was like with the referee. Simon Hooper, what are your thoughts on his performance? I just, I think just common sense has gone. It's, it's so weird how... Every game that this applies to, 30, 40, 50,000 people in Premier League games all know what's gone on on a, a defensive flop, as I'm calling that, or I don't know, or blatant time wasting. <clears throat> and the, the one person with the power to change it just isn't doing it at the moment. And it'll start again the start of next season. They'll clamp down and then it'll fade away. Um, there wasn't a glaring one, was there? There wasn't a, oh my God, that like corrupt or incompetent. There wasn't anything like that. Just generally didn't control the game very well, um, and we've had a lot. We've had a lot worse this season, so I don't know what my worst rating's been, but I don't know. I'm just getting, it's just just no common common sense ratings are zero overall. <laughs> Three, four. Yeah, I think Jordan as well. I think one of the Australian things for Wolves fans were with the amount of you know time that we waited, especially in the first half as well, and the second half for goal kicks, throw-ins, Brentford players going down. You look at the Chelsea game, we had. 10 to 12 minutes was it 12 minutes added on mm. against Chelsea and then on Saturday's game we only had six added minutes I think that was the one thing George that frustrated a lot of Wolves fans as well and it was just like Finn said it was just two stop start there wasn't re any real control in the game by Simon Hooper no but as a ref as we mentioned already you've always got to clamp down on it early because you just let it creep in and creep in it'll get you'll give them you know they might hold the ball on a throw in for five six seconds and it'll get seven eight seconds and nine ten seconds next time they'll just keep taking it like you've always got to be very and i'm all for it like 
even like even if we're doing it, if we were in the in the lead, like people pay a lot of money now to go and watch football games. Like mm. get the ball in the fucking pitch. Like <laughs> like stop. Like it's a pain. As a pain, and again, I didn't pay the weekend because I didn't go. But like you know, as a paying fan. People want to watch football. People want to be entertained. Like, stop all this shit. And again, that's not a slant on Brentford as a club. Like, everyone does it. Like, I know you said about Bruno Lage in, in like incorporating a few years ago. I was bored shitless watching Wolves games a couple of years ago because <laughs> although we might be winning games, it was tedious at times as well. Like watching some of the antics we were, we were rolling out to try and get points to ultimately survive. Um, yeah, it's. Um, the pre- I want the refs to clamp down on it, but again, it's all about this consistency. It's all got to be consistent. And if it's not, and you get these discrepancies, and it absolutely is not corrupt, like, but you don't get this six minutes to 12 minutes, the conversation starts again. Yeah. And, and I think if it was it, if it, it was it, 1 0, that six minutes would have come up a lot more, I think. But yeah, I, everyone was sort of like, we were all past it by then. Um, and I've just had a look. Brentford um, didn't win until the seventh game of the season, which is probably when it started to fade out. All their um, <laughs> referees getting their yeah. measuring. Well, I want to forget for Wolves anyway. We go on to and we move on to uh, this weekend's game and a tough game for the Wolves away at Tottenham Hotspur. Spurs have won three out of their last five games. Pretty much at full strength now. They've got a lot of players come back. Son's back from the Asia Cup. Uh, I think he came on and got the assist for the winner at the weekend. Uh, Madison back and so on as well. Um, Jord, tough game this for Wolves. I mean, you look at you know Spurs, a great team. We did get the better over them. Uh, with late drama at Molyneux, but uh, they've had a great season so far under Postecoglou. The play football how you want it to be played, right? And I feel I know he's a bit of the media darling, and I know he's almost become a bit the anti villain now on social media because everyone's like, "Oh, the blowing smoke, please ask." But mm-hmm. I just like watching these football teams play football. To be honest with you, um, I think he's very honest. I think he's very, you know, he, there's no bullshit in the media. I like how his team set up, and I feel, and again, I've got a bad feeling about this game personally because I feel like we're due a Tonkin. <laughs> We've not had one for a long time, and I just it just scares me going there. If they have a fast start, you never know with with some of the injuries. However, on the flip of that, we can really hurt them because there'll be so much space for us to hit them on the counter attack. And say we've got Neto, Huang should be back fit from what O'Neill's saying. You hope Kunyu's available, but if he's not, that it's not the end. I I, I think it's more about a game for Belgard from the start rather than a Sarabia. Just by hitting them on the break with some pace because their fullbacks play very high, they're very inverted. So, you know, Neto and the wide players can get have an absolute field day if we hit them on the on the break. But we probably just need to keep them quiet for the first 10, 15 minutes because they're gonna be bang up for it. Yeah. Finn, I mean, what would be your preferred lineup? Say in an ideal world, Huang is available and Kunya's available. I mean, who do you bring in? Who do you start? I think I'd I'd go with the three Huang, um, Neto, Cunha probably, but it, I doubt we're probably going to have either of them. Um, obviously, Sarabia did what he did off the bench against them um, earlier on in the season. And just on George saying the first fifteen minutes, I think also the the last fifteen minutes I was looking, and obviously they they got another yeah, late winner again. Awesome. Um, yeah, they've had a few. I think this is three or four like. I remember. I remember Sheffield United. They did it. They were one 0 down in the ninety yeah. minute when they were beat them like late. Yeah, and Liverpool season. obviously with the yeah the the late one. I also just mm-hmm. um, I got up the stat as well because I saw it, so I'm going to drop it in. They've also conceded. They said eight ninety plus minute goals 
It's the same as Wolves' relegated team of 2003-2004 and uh, the one that finished 17th in 2010-2011. And that was by the end of the season, they've already conceded eight. Obviously, we were a, a big helping hand in, in two of those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it seems like there'll be there'll be late drama um, either way as well as them yeah, with a fast start. I think it, like you watch Pedro Porro and it, there is no defensive sell in his brain and he flies forward and he's superb and he's in my FPL team. He hasn't done anything in a while, but um, yeah, I think they're just with like, if you put Neto on that side, I also saw that stat, sorry to drop so many, but I think there's only three players and it's a random one. It was, you know, Wales have put in that new 20 mile an hour speed limit in villages and go with me. Um, they said it's only, I think it was Neto, Van der Ven and someone else of all that all broke the speed limit. A Luton limit player, wasn't it? Was it Ogbeni? Oh, yeah, probably. yeah Ogbeni, so that yeah. could be a really interesting matchup, Van der Ven and, and Neto on the break. Um, and it's how he's, it's how Spurs can play like that, isn't it? That they've got his recovery pace. So there's a lot of yeah. interesting matches there and, and yeah, late goals galore by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna gonna be an interesting game. Also, uh, one for the South Korean fans because it's the return. Yeah. Although they didn't have a great Asia Asia Cup, um, return of both Son and Huang. Um, there were a lot of South Koreans. I think Wolves do have quite a lot now, but there were a lot there at the weekend, and I think they'll be pretty disappointed when obviously Huang wasn't wasn't in the squad at all. Um, but I mean, it'll be big, you know, um, you know, huge for him to uh, return to the team, hopefully. Um, and would be a big boost because we, I think we have missed him um, and we need his goals, especially if Cunha's going to be out injured. Finn, early school prediction? You got anything? Um, now George said that, I can't get that out of my head, but I'll I'll go for an optimistic. Yeah, we're paying to be entertained to all. <laughs> George, what do you reckon? I'm going to go with a more realistic, but sounds quite absurd. I'm going to go Spurs four, Wolves two. Oh, All right, Dave, um, you need to get the gif out again. See if it matches four two. Oh yeah, I uh, yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait to get the gif out, and then I'll predict. I think I think it'd be typical Wolves after such a crap performance on Saturday. We do Spurs. Um, oh, yeah. I, I but, don't disagree. But who knows? It's my birthday weekend, so Wolves, if you can give me a win. Um, I think it was, who was it last year that we played? I think we played Bournemouth last year. Did we, did we, let me, let me very quickly search. Did what, we when Gary O'Neill beat us? Oh, yeah. Genuinely, I yeah. think that's when it was. <laughs> had an unreal yep. home record. 1-0, Marcus Verdi, yeah, yeah. 1-0 with Gary O'Neill. <laughs> so hopefully Gary O'Neill shithousery again would do uh, do very nicely on my birthday weekend. Um, we'll very quickly move on to the questions now as well. Loads of questions, uh, as always, on uh, X or Twitter. Thanks for sending them in. Um, Chris, uh, Stas Chris 85 on Twitter. Following last week's debate of which team was better, which combined starting 11 would you have from the Nuno slash O'Neill ultimate team? So, there were a few comments on this. There were, I think, Joey, who's a listener of the, and on the fans' react, says he can't believe that it's even a debate. He thinks Nuno's team would would smash the well, not smash, but Nuno's team would comfortably beat the O'Neill team. Um, maybe we were just getting a bit excited after the Chelsea game. I don't know, but I think that you got a decent mix from this. So, I mean, goalkeeper, I, I think, although he had his moments, I think he'd still pick Patricio over Saar, wouldn't you? I'd go Patricio over Saar. Yeah, good shot stopper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he was even worse with his feet, though. But I've yeah. been a shot for as well. Yeah, Patricio, left back. Do you go Johnny or Aitnori? See, now this is with the FIFA in me. 
well, to be fair, I don't think he has. But eight nor is more my type of. But you can't deny what Johnny, Johnny did good. in those first. Johnny was yeah. very, very good. Prime, pre, prime Johnny. Pre ACL Johnny. Prime Johnny. Yeah. Um, mm, I don't know. Uh, what we playing a back five? Yeah, we got it. Yeah, let's go back five. five. I think I'd, I'd play eight in the back five because I think it gives you more going the other way. I genuinely would. So I would go with eight in So. Finn happy with Aynori? I think we're well, good. Obviously, I am, but I just feel like that's not. I feel, yeah, I don't. Hmm. Aynori, I'm happy to put him in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Bolly goes in your back three. Yeah. Antotti, yeah. What? Oh, I hit off. Oh, he said Antotti. Well, uh, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> I think oh, the other two, I'm not sure on though. Because you, uh, your choices are, are we saying between the other two spots are Cody, Sace, Kilman, or Dawson? Yeah. I liked Kilman's peak for me was the Bruno. Was it Bruno Lies? We used, used to let him just like sprint up from that right in the back. Yeah. Mm. I think Kilman's best performances have been now. Like in terms of obviously ignoring what happened the week, but like that, like October to December period. Yeah, but we were also oh, screaming England. You... Bruno... I was never screaming England, by the way. <laughs> you might have been I, I, I just think defensively, <laughs> defensively, I think you stick with Nuno too. I think you go with Cody and uh, Sace. There's yeah, no clear ones. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I always feel that Cody gets a bad rap, doesn't he, for his limitations, but he was such a good captain. And yeah. it was it was in that for it, like when it was when it was good, it was good, wasn't it? Mm. I think there's an argument to go Cody and Kilman, personally. Oh, what about the Bruno Large three of Johnny Neves and whoever oh, it was? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> West Ham away, we'll never forget. Super. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. I'm. Mm. I'll go Cody Kilman. That's my vote. Cody Kilman, Bolly. And I'm not against that. To be fair, I do like say so. Yeah, he used to pop up with a guy every night. Right back to mm. an interesting one. We'll go. We'll go with Kilman and uh, Cody. Uh, right back, Samedo or Doc. This is like <laughs> you dar you dar versus the millennial, isn't it? It's, uh, <laughs> it's the Dingles A Week special. This one. Um, yeah. It's got to be Samedo as a footballer. It's got to be Samedo, but Doc team. Don't make it deny that season. Just... We're talking prime. Oh, year, uh, you're talking that. Yeah, year who are you putting in your FPL team? Oh. The first season, oh, Doc. You're putting that you're absolutely having doctors yeah. in FBL at it over Samado, but no, I'm not getting I'm not getting trolled. I'm going Samado. I ain't having it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be arsed with it. I'm getting I'm going Yeah, we'll we'll leave that discussion for the uh for the comment section. Midfield two. God. I think oh, you just these are uh, horrible. I think you still pick Nevers and Matinho. At the peak of their powers, but but we've seen it though. Like you know what I mean. Like we, we know what that is when you come against certain midfields. I don't like it. Well, who, who would you say the Nevers oh. next to Levine? Oh. Who would balance it? Yeah, Nevers and Gomez, the two eights, get them in there. I fucking love Gomez as well. Yeah, oh, I, can't. I don't think I could put him in. I've got Jao Gomez shirt on today. Yeah, thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. Birthday today. Mm. I, I think I'd still stay with Nevers and Matinho. I mean, yeah, Matinho. Matinho as well, but I, I just don't know like it's getting overran. 
Yeah, this game's midfield's getting overrun. It's not getting any easier, is it? No. I think you've got to go Neves Matinho, but on the caveat that we're playing Watford at home. I'm going (laughs) Lamina's got to come in for one of the two. That's my caveat. It'd be a solid. I mean, if we could pick what? the bench as well, it'd be a very, very solid oh, team. Oh, fucking great team! Um, It'd be top six side. And then, and then your front, then your front three. Jimenez oh. walks in. Yeah. Jota, I think, is walks in. Then she last position. Junior or Adama or Neto. Neto. Oh my god. Adama, Adama, Zayn. Well, then it's Prime Adama. Fuck me. Um. Prime Adama was very, very good, but at the same oh, time, brilliant. was frustrating as hell to watch. But not that pro- not that one season. It wasn't like it was. It went from being like good every one every like eight games to one every two or three. I think so we sort of proved through this team. By the way, I think we sort of proved our point on which team we think's better. Yeah, which goes next week. Let's do better. like you have to pick. Like you have to go like I don't know, like lockdown Neto versus. <laughs> like, so if it was like you have to pick their prime, like because we're picking like we're trying to go consistent. That'd be a great game. What would be when was like the best Neves period? I don't know. What we going to say? I'm trying to think now. I, I don't know. Cunha's Kunya, that... not been here long enough yet. I think we leave the right hand side for the comments and the listeners to decide, as in right wing back and right wing. Okay. Um, I'm up for that. Because, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with Doc or Samada Prime, and I'd be happy with, well, Prime Wolves, let's say, and I'd be happy with, I think Neto, Darwin, and Cunha would all do a job. And not necessarily you go, on the right, you go a bit flexible, you know. Mm. Or could you go Josh and Jimenez and add in one of the add Lamina? Josh and Jimenez and Lamina in the middle. That would make our life a lot easier, to be fair. There you go. I mean, we'll leave that. Uh, guys in the comment <laughs> section, all listening, feel free to tweet us or, or post your teams. Um, someone, a couple of que- uh, questions in regards to Walls switching to a back four. Ethan. Uh, I said, seeing as O'Neill switched to a back four in the second half, could we see that happen more often when losing or playing against weaker teams? Um, I don't see why not, Finn. I mean, we had, I know we didn't score, but we had, you know, a lot of dominance and a lot of the ball um, on Saturday. You know, in theory, with what O'Neill wanted to do, have more of the ball and push it a bit more, it sort of worked, other than actually putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, and I think we mentioned, like, conceptually last week that even a Bellegarde, Cunha, Neto, or or Sarabia, whoever in there, they they feel like a fantastic three behind a striker, and, that, and that's basically what we did. Um, it's worth mentioning as well. We do, I think, in moments in games, we we were playing in the four. I think having Totti as that sort of versatile um, left centre back, but also went into left back, and then you've got eight Norries. Just those players fit perfectly, being able to do that within a game. But yeah, it was out and out um, back four. I don't know whether that was also because Brentford seemed to be doing exactly the same thing, where they pushed Reggion on and, and Ben Mee was coming out to make a, a four and then they came back into a five. It was such a boring game that I was trying to study these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely an option. I think I still prefer us in the five. And, and even though we we still looked a little bit shaky within the five, I still think it's much more solid. And as I say, we, we every manager's had to go back to it. So it's an option, as you say. I think those situations two 0 down at home, nothing to like, nothing to lose. Go for it. Definitely, it's it, it, not that it looked great, but it's definitely an option. Yeah, Jordan. I suppose as a manager, you want that flexibility. And although we didn't get the result, it showed that Wolves Wolves are capable of playing it if mm. if 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 needed. Yeah, I think it just comes down to what we said a few times in here that it was just I don't I don't think we're good enough to play in the back four. 
I just don't think we've got a good enough centre half to play in the back four consistently. And you can say weak proposition and all that sort of stuff. I get that, but then Kilman and Dawson aren't the quickest centre half pair, and you're ever going to find either. So I feel like he leaves us vulnerable going the other way as well, like we're chasing back towards our goals. So I think four with the right centre halves, but I don't think you know I don't think they're quick enough and mobile enough for us to be able to play it consistently. Yeah, I mean, talk about centre-halves, Finn. Sean says, is it time for Bueno to come back in the team? Seven goals conceded in the last three games, and it could have been more. A lot, people had, I mentioned that on the reaction because people had commented on the previews and some of the podcasts and reviews that maybe Dawson should be taken out of the team. And, you know, he, he had a mistake uh, on Saturday. We won't say the first goal, but the second goal, definitely his mm. error. Um, you know, and Santi Bueno didn't really put a foot wrong when he had that little run in between Christmas and the New Year. Yeah, I also, I think with everything going on with Girona, I, I do feel really sorry for him, bless him. Like that move, that's, <laughs> that decision is not looking great, but um, it does feel like it was probably wrapped up in the, the Man City uh, Nunes deal anyway, a little bit of a favour, so it was always going to happen. However, um, yeah, I, I think obviously that first game against Ipswich, he looked really shaky, but since then, um, not really any complaints. Um, and Dawson's had real highs and real lows, hasn't he? Because a month ago, you'd have said, well, he, he kept Son quiet, he kept Haaland quiet. There was that real, that was that period where he was yeah, coming up against the best of the best and and having superb games and, and not necessarily being beaten for, for Pate or using his ex have to be in that situation. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a problem. I think four centre-halves for three positions, uh, it allows you one to have a stinker and we've got that option. But I, I don't know whether I would. I don't know. I, you, do you feel passionately either way on that? Because I, I don't feel no, like, I I like him. I also like Dawson. I think it's hard. I think it's very hard because Dawson is, you know, the most senior of the three. He adds that experience. But ultimately, if you're not playing, you know, you're not playing well enough, mm. you know, ultimately you, you don't, you shouldn't be in the team. You know, if, if And that will have been the vision, won't it, to Bueno? It's like, well, Dawson's 30, whatever he is, mm. eventually you're going to be in. But Yeah, well, it's the same with the front three. If Neto or Sarabia, you know, Sarabia... I wasn't playing well. You'd want Belgarde or Wang just to walk straight yeah. back in. And I think George, yeah. you got to say the same for centre arse as well. Or Zhao Gomez dropped a drops a stinker. You know, you'd expect Tommy Doyle to be in for the next game. Yeah, yeah. We've got at the end of the day, we've got competition for places at the moment, which we've not always had when we've been back in the Premier League. So, um, I feel Dawson's. A, I think Dawson's an unbelievable defender, but I feel he's thirty six now, thirty five, thirty six. He can't play every minute of every game and you probably start managing him out a little bit um, or you pick him in certain moments. I think if you say to him, go and man Mark Harlan like he's doing and Son like he's done this year, he's immaculate at that. It's just when there's everything else is everything else is going on around him as well. If you've got other tasks and roles and responsibilities, that again, he can get caught a bit flat-footed at times. But I think Santi Bueno is a better player than what Wolves fans some Wolves fan think he is, so I'd be I'm more than comfortable if he came into one of the three at any point. Not a problem. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so with the, thanks for the questions, guys. We have had a few of us, but they're all very similar to what we've already spoken about or, or discussed then. Obviously, Matt's not here, so I'll leave the career path game to him, but we do have a quiz. And it's a special one for anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when you're listening, um, it, it'll be sound, uh, but it's a special one as well if you are watching on the YouTube, because if I get it up here, um, we are going to be playing a game of Tenable or on, as you can see on screen, it's called top 10. Um, so <laughs> if you're not unaware of top, uh, of Tenable, 
Um, basically, I think we have played it, and I think it was us three that played it before. Um, we played it on a before. transfer special, didn't it? Was it on the oh, yeah, line? no, we did it on a podcast, and we did the it top was definitely 10 transfer fees because it was yeah, the 10 and it, yeah, cool, you, you said we got remember, nowhere near, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one, um, if you've not played tenable before, basically, you get you get given a category and you've got to name 10 of or the top 10 of something. Um, it's a very popular show in the UK on ITV with uh, the little man, Warwick Davis. Um, but here we go with top 10 and your category today is going to be, and I'm hoping there's not little things that pop up everywhere, but your category today is going to be, if it wants to load for me, it's definitely, uh, I hope it works today. <laughs> Brilliant. It doesn't want to work. Suspense is, is is serious. I'm probably going to go too far now. Come on. There we go. Your category today is Nuno's final 10 signings at Wolves. So these are the last 10 players. There are some tough ones in here. So I will give you the chance. I reckon we just go Finn, George, Finn, George. I reckon you have three lives each. But if you use a lifeline, you'll have one lifeline each. So I can give you quite a decent clue on some if you're okay. struggling. But I, I would just, I would assume you don't need to use those towards the end, anyway. Okay. So Finn, are we doing it like Family Fortunes, where you know, like if I get a high one, if yeah, oh no, that wouldn't work, would it? Would it work? No, 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 no. Just, no. just go whatever time. order you want. You want the last ten? Ignore the little audio things. I don't know why they're there. Uh, but Finn, okay. I'll let you go first. Last ten, and I think if you're using logic here, you should get a decent number of them anyway. And unfortunately, there's no audio. I would love there to be audio on the little sound effects. There's meant to be, but it doesn't work. Go on then, Finn. Okay, Willie and Jose. Young Willie and Jose, let's have a look. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. He's the last window, wasn't he? There you go. Willie and Jose. He came on loan on the 22nd of the 1st, 2021. Jord. Good stuff. Um, am I all right? Because I seem to be lagging, but if you can hear me. We can hear your audio fine. okay. Yeah. We can hear your audio okay. Awesome. So I'm going to go with, and I hope he just sneaks in there. Jesus Vallejo. Jesus Vallejo. Let's have a look. Jesus Vallejo. No. Ah, just wow. a little bit too early. That was just a little bit too early. So, George, you lost the life. Thanks. That's right. Finn. Can I have Kiana Hoover, please? Kiana Hoover. Let's have a look if you're right. If he wants to work for me today, come on. Work. There we go. Eight, <laughs> seven, six, five, four. I mean, it's going out to Samada. I don't know why he's done that, but that's giving you a free answer there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd have forgot we signed him in that season, you, you know. Oh, there there we go. There. <laughs> Let's pretend George got Nelson Samada. Well done, George. Well done. Uh, thank you, mate. Well, we've got William Jose, number one. Nelson Samada is number three. And Keanu Hoover, number four. I did test it. It was doing stupid stuff like that earlier. But uh, yeah, Keanu Hoover is also correct. George. Back on the I'm board. trying to think of that season now because yeah. I'm gonna go right. I think I, I'm gonna go with Fabio Silva because I think he signed the same window as Samedo. You're right. Yeah, I'm trying to picture the announcements if they're in. Yeah, that I'm trying thing. to think. I'm trying to think the shirt. Yeah, I think it's the Fabio. black sleeves on it. Fabio so, Silva. Yeah. Let's have a look. Just remember Hoover going. Oh, yes, it's playing can't... up again. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is not a good game. It's cool. I don't know what's going on here, folks. Well, let's see if Fabio Silva's correct. See if... <laughs> 
There you go. So uh, you give me give two free. He was able. I think you would have got the other two anyway. So Vitinha and Fabio Silva are also on there. So William Jose, Nelson Smeda, Keanu Huber, Vitinha and Fabio Silva. Um, go on then, Finn. Oh, I'm struggling now. Um, I can't so I think, picture anymore. I'll tell you the ones anymore. I think you'll get. Number two is fairly obvious if you get the time frame right. Right. Um, right. Number seven, you should get. And I think eight and nine are the hardest by far. You will need definitely need help with the eight and nine. I'm struggling. Well, two must be in that season then, whether it was the January or... Because William Joseph was the January. I don't know whether we signed anyone else then. Uh, Samada was obviously the summer. I, I just, I'm trying to pitch the announcements in yeah, that well, black sleeves kit. Um, William Jose. So, like, if... Because like Vallejo was the must have been the season before Europa season, wasn't he? he so was that's, in the Europa season, yeah. Yeah, so that's like Neto, Catrone, Jordan. Oh, oh, I think eight Nori, Ryan eight Nori. Let's have a look. Oh, Only because I can picture him scoring against Palace in that kit, but was it? Oh, if he's yeah. not there, we're still eight Nori. Oh. Yeah, number two. Which uh, that was on loan. Oh. We signed him right at the end of the uh, the transfer window. So, I'm trying to think, and this could be a bit of a rogue one. Did we sign Totti Gomez then loan him out for the season? Ooh, grasshoppers. Totti Gomez, I like it. Let's see. No, no, Totti Gomez. Take some bullets for me, Finn, because I'm struggling. I've got <laughs> Bear in mind, you both got a lifeline each. Well, you've got the top, top, what, six there. Wait, what's a lifeline? I will give you a very good clue. I mean, I'll give you flipping two answers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I think lifeline as it. Oh, I think I've got what one. lifeline was if you got one wrong, it was like a family fortune's like, eh, eh. Um, I'll give you a I'll lifeline mine now, please. But, do we ask you a question or are you just going to give us something? Um, okay, I reckon. Well, okay, you take, take the lifelines when it's nine and ten. Should I try and go for seven and eight? Yeah, or if, yeah, or if, if you, you, do... you got some lives, go for it. Just yeah, okay, right. Well, um, we'll complete this board. I'm trying to think in the January of the Europa season because try Pedence, Daniel Pedence. Yeah, squeeze is in there. Number 10. Can't pitch right. anymore in this hit. is in order, by the way. So basically now this 987 are players that we signed after Daniel Pedence. So they Okay. Was when was Pedence? Was he late in the January? Late in the January. 29 for the first. Over. And there was so no they... more in that January. It doesn't matter anyway. It's after the 29th. Oh, is that a clue? <laughs> yeah. See, like I, th I think, Finn, I think I've got one I have, but it's a risk. But I'm going to take a clue. Can I tell you who I'm thinking of? Like, being locked in the <laughs> just, just put a lot of my thoughts going. Oh, you, you, you talk. Yeah, think out loud. Yeah, I'm talking. Gonna... Yeah, so I think that there's a rogue one in here. And I think, Finn, we signed Luke Matheson in the summer in that shirt. Ooh. But I don't know if that would count as one of the... Ten of them. I don't know if it counts. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dave, I'm going to go... Can I go for a clue, please? Because I feel like we'll save that one. Are you going for mean. a clue? Yeah, because I'm not sure that's completely right. 
my clue is that two of these players you will know of, but you would probably class as during their time at Wolves under twenty one players. I don't like that's that's promising. Dave, can my clue be are there two people with Fabio Silva hair on this list? (laughs) (laughs) So for me, that that tells me that clue, Finn, that and I'm asking we not compete we compete we're together on the No, it sounds like we're working together now, yes. More wholesome. So that means for me, like you looking at Kundal or Hodge, or maybe even both of them. But I can't remember when they both. Just, yeah, or like, like when was like Corbiani signed? When was Shabani signed? Oh, Shabani. No. No, he played in the kit. The tir- it was called. Tir- he played in the Europa League kit. I picture him in that kit. Oh. I think you're over. I think you're overthinking it. Um, even with them two names, I just said I'm overthinking it. Right. Predominantly under 21. So we've got one more first teamer. I'm sure I'm honestly I'm struggling here. I'm, I'm what was your first really guess? Yeah. Luke Matheson. Oh, oh go for that. Luke Matheson. That was in the January. That was the deadline day of the January. I remember him. I thought I remember him. That's sure. So the next day. The next two of the clue you just gave me, or was Luke Matson one of those two? Luke Matson is one of the under twenty one player. So one's okay, a first cool. team out, and the other one's an under twenty one player now. Finn, if you want to lose your, use your clue, you can use it. Yeah, go on then. One of the players is a goalkeeper. Oh God, is that that helps? So it can't be Bentley. Can't be King. Can't be ruddy. Who else have we had? Patrick Patric- Saw. Yes, yeah, Saw. Yes, yeah, Saw. Yeah, maybe. Ooh. The Europe. Yeah. He played. Did he play against? Didn't we have him? No. Didn't yeah. We yeah. Because signing for the Europe. We're not picturing that kit. Lost, it, it? Yeah, and we're not picturing the kit because it's a goalkeeper kit. Bash. Yeah. Jose Saw, please, David. Jose yeah. Saw. I don't know why we're celebrating that so much. He said it literally said it was a goalkeeper. (laughs) No, wrong. We didn't have Sardar in the Europa League because we had Patricio, didn't we? No, that's that's what I'm saying. As in, we played him in Europa League. Then next season, Nuno was still there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Nuno was still there. That's what I'm saying. Oh, idiots. So who else have we? So it went Patricio and Ruddy, if you're talking like the keepers that are about, unless it was that blondie from the under 21s. Oh, what, the Icelandic guy? Mm. Um, um, I've got no more clues here. Yeah. So um, who would right. have rotate? Right, you can. I've given you clues. I'll give you one more lifeline where you can ask me a question. It can't obviously it can't be too obvious, but you both get a question each. Okay, question is. So you said there's one first team player. Correct. Yeah. On this board left, how many appearances has he had? How many Premier League appearances has the first team had for Wolves since they've signed for us? Um, let me just double check for you. Who was and this isn't a question to you, Dave. Who was the bench goalkeeper in like when during Sar- his time during his time at Wolves, he played thirty-two games. Really? This this is this is the first teamer. And now he's thirty-two times. Yeah. 
Right, let's can't go by position. That, that, can't, that can't be the goalkeeper, by the way. Because... No. no, it's not. So the goalkeeper is the under 21. So position so... by position, George. We've got. No, you, you could ask a question here, Finn, what position you play, because that's your question then. then okay. Got... And then we know it's an under 21's goalkeeper. And then yeah, what yeah, is the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What, is... <laughs> what position did said first team play, Dave? Left back. Oh, Marcel. Oh, of course it was. And the picture got leaked Marcel. In, the, in the center circle in that kick. Correct. Oh, people have been right. screaming that one at home. Is it, so that keeper then, I think that, I can't remember his name now. I don't want to butcher it. Bjarnason. Like, yeah, it is something like that. But I, I don't know exactly. Yeah, I, I don't want to be very like stereotypical about Icelandic people here. Like, but it is going to be something <laughs> sun. But I can't think of his name. It's just got to no, move as well, I mean. It's just it might not even be that one. No, it can't be. It might not be that one. About uh, Jack um, Ruddy. That was a throwback. What about yeah, well, that was a bit, yeah. like I said, like I said earlier, these are players that you would both be fairly aware of. And my final clue is that this goalkeeper has played some first team games for Wolves. Oh, oh. this is a, this is like that game last year when everyone would be oh. screaming it. I hate when, yeah, no. I, I hate screaming at other people on podcasts, and now I'm yeah, the person I mean, that's so, get there is a lot of, it's pressure when you're on the hot seat, it really is. Yeah, but a is. keeper who's played. It's not Saar. It's definitely well, it's not Patricio. It's what not was the Ruddy. rotation after Patricio and Ruddy? What was the oh, Patricio? I'll and... think I'll put anything to Dan Bentley and it's not Dan Bentley. Yeah, so who were the ones before that? Who would Oh, for God's sake. And he signed before Saar. I've got, I've got, I've got bloody Harry Burgo in the way and that's from the Liverpool game yeah. back six years before that. <laughs> yeah. so I definitely not that either. I can't get rid of Harry Burgo in the way. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it's killing me. How many games did they play for the first team, Dave? I think it's a handful. I would say. Yeah. Oh, oh did you pick so like and oh, and then they're in training. You want to give you and yeah, one more clue. He played oh. games under Lopetegui. Oh, this is embarrassing. And it's not, and it's not, and it, well, it's got to, it's got to be Bentley then, hasn't it? It's got to be Bentley. No, we didn't sign him I, then. No, but we signed him in the January. No, but it's, it's, Nuno, it's, it's Nuno, Nuno. But it's Nuno's fucking final 10 signings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, oh my God, who the fuck played? I'm, I'm, I'm picturing, right, right, who played in goal? I've got it now, but I can't think <laughs> who played. Who, oh, I do fucking know who it is. It's Mateus Sarkic, isn't it? He played in the Liverpool Cup game and he was shit. It's Sarkic. Oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, I mean, God. we made hard work. I'll give Scoon you two answers. I think you would have got the ones anyway. But the final ten signs of the Nuno era, William Jose, Ryan Aitnori, Nelson Tomato, Keanu Hoover, Vitinha, Fabio Silva, Marcel, Mateus Sarkic, Luke Matheson and Daniel Pedence. Lads, well, that was it. That was it. Was difficult. I gotta be honest, it was difficult. And I was, I was hoping Matheson that the, was a great shout. Yeah, I was hoping that the um, sound would work, but obviously not. But I mean, not a great one for the audio listeners, I'm sure. But if you're at work screaming any of those, or you got did better than Finn and Jordan, then fair play to you. Um, mm. But that is all for today's podcast. Hopefully, you made you smile and enjoy that one with the game of Talking Wars Tenable. Um, Finn, thank you very much for jumping on once again. Where can people find you if they wish? Uh, Finners on everything and 
just to stop the conspiracy theories, because Matt will be back next week, won't he? And then I'm not going to be, because I'm going to be partying to Mamma Mia in London like a cool bloke. So um, me and Matt, if you have seen us in the same room, then you haven't, but I will not be here next week. But thank you, everyone. Um, and yeah, Finna's everywhere. Brilliant. George, you're a fan of Mamma Mia, aren't you? Yeah, I went to watch the... Uh, I actually went to watch the musical last year. London. Where did I go? London, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah we're going to that party one. You know the one with the, where it's like you're eating... Oh, and the Abba Void thing. It's meant to be yeah. good. I want to go to the Elvis one of that. Oh, no. Like the hologram thing or... No, there's a, it's called Mamma Mia the Bruce. Party and it's like it's like a, it's set oh, out like a Greek place. I don't, know what you, I don't know what you're on about then. It's really yeah. cool. Search it out. If it's in the O2, it looks really cool. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, because Abba Voyage is at the West Ham ground, isn't it? That's a separate yeah. thing, yeah. It's like, it looks cool. I think that's, the, thing, that's a hologram thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Jordan, yeah, where can people uh, find you if they wish? Um, so Jordan was seven at Twitter and Instagram. But I am also not here for next week or for the next oh. couple of weeks because of... The, the nuptials, the Jabby Alonso, yeah, black and white photo. He's off. He's tying the knot. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I won't be around for the next. Best of weeks, luck with so that, yeah. mate. No, best of luck. Looking forward to uh, seeing the photos and all the stories. Um, and we're, well, I'm at Dave as a party on Twitter and Instagram, and we're at Talking Walls everywhere. Of course, as always, loads of content coming up on all the socials. Um, best of luck to George. Hopefully she turns up. I mean, it's antique. She can't go. <laughs> she can't go far, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, thanks a lot for listening, Ooh, guys. George, as always, compression yeah. socks. Sorry, compression socks. My dad's just been to Antigua and got one of them blood clot things. So don't ruin your wedding with a blood clot. Put some socks on on the plane. Oh, I'll order some off Amazon there. Why was your dad not wearing off? socks on the plane? No, the compress. You know them stupid things they say you meant to wear on a plane that no it's one does. High pressure in it. High, pr- it's yeah. high pressure in it on long haul flights. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, um, I was like, yeah, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do leave us a five star review. And until next week, fingers crossed, it's three points against the Spurs. We'll catch you all very, very soon. Cheers, guys. <laughs>